welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is energy, and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. In essence, that energy is one thing. Now, science is recently started teaching the truth of oneness, but it's not that new. Quantum physics is over a hundred years old, where it speaks about the unified field theory and quantum entanglement, which just means everything is connected, everything is one thing. Now, ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Own Your Body, Free Your Mind with Dr. Kelly Brogan. Welcome, Kelly, to Awake to Oneness. Beautiful, beautiful introduction. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you. I discovered you um, a few months back when I saw you in it was the reunion summit. You were actually the first speaker in that summit and you did a presentation. And I'm like, oh, I have to have her because she understands oneness and so <laughs> the universal truth of oneness. It's undeniable. But please share your journey with our listeners. What a journey. <laughs> I was telling you that I was, I was actually happy that um it flowed for us to reschedule for today because yesterday was just like an explosive day in my journey. It, it has not stopped yet. I'm not off the train yet. And, you know, um, I've referred to it with my husband Sayer as the spiral path, right? Because there's this, this experience of contraction and expansion that you can take the bait easily, right? You can feel like, Oh, I've arrived or, (laughs) Oh no, it's miserable. And I want to check out, you know, And when you can kind of move with this undulation of growing awareness and consciousness, then it becomes this like incredible carpet ride, you know, that you just kind of hop on. And I think, you know, the most interesting part of my uh, rebirth process, if you will, is that I was a completely different personality uh, with the same, uh, obviously, essential self not too long ago, you know, like probably 11 or so years ago. Um, I was uh, an allopathically trained, I am, I guess, a doctor and specialized in prescribing psychiatric medications to pregnant women and nursing women. And that's how much I believed, you know, in that model and in the importance of mitigating human suffering through mechanical, you know, scientific means. Right. So why would you ever, why would you ever experience something bad that you don't need to experience? Right. And so I was really into concepts like elective C-section and, you know, this, the, oh, certainly vaccination and just all of the ways in which we can, sorry, my chickens are very loud. That's all okay. of the, the ways in which we can employ science in the service of greater safety and comfort. Okay. And that was, that was also, of course, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So that's how I lived my life too, was very neurotically um, with, with a great amount of hypervigilance, arranging all of the elements of my life so mm-hmm. that I could project this side of myself, these elements of myself 
uh, as in control, as intelligent, as attractive, as helpful, um, and as productive, right? Mm -hmm. that, that was kind of my thing, my collection. And right. the way that my defensive structure is constellated, I was pretty good at it, right? It, it worked for a long time, right. right? So I never experienced clinical depression or clinical anxiety. I never got, you know, fired or kicked out of, you know, a job or right. had, you know, difficulty in, in relationships. It was kind of humming along, right? right? And I was raised with the psychology of like, if it ain't broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. Yeah. Right? Don't look under that rug. Leave yeah, that yeah. shit alone. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, um, I really needed like a t cosmic two by four, you know, like I needed that real kind of wake up call. Okay. And um, for me, it was as for so many people, it was um, that fork in the road of a health crisis, mm -hmm. right? And, and it wasn't even some like major crisis. I was diagnosed postpartum with a condition called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Okay. And that, uh, you know, can be disabling. Oh, okay. it, it's really, for the most part, just a chronic experience of, you know, trying to manage symptoms of brain fog, sometimes depression, uh, you know, metabolism issues and weight issues, constipation, hair loss. And it looks a lot like, you know, it can look a lot like a psychiatric problem, but it's got this whole uh, collection of physical symptoms. I was diagnosed on a routine physical okay. and this, this kind of raised this flag in me, um, of alarm alert. And I had this feeling like, well, it's fine for me to prescribe all these meds to my patients, but I don't want to take them for the rest of my life. I knew there was no way off the carousel, right? Like once right. you're on, you're on. And I also knew that all of the patients that I had who had this diagnosis and took associated medications never really felt totally well and quote unquote needed psychiatric meds additionally to help them kind of, you know, get along in life. Right. And at that time, I also had been gifted a book by a colleague who's a therapist. Okay. And she gave me this book and she was like, what do you think of this? You know, you prescribe meds. What's the deal with this book? It's gotten a lot of attention and it's called anatomy of an epidemic. And it was, it was written by uh, investigative journalist, Robert Whitaker. And it essentially interrogates non-industry funded literatures, right? So literature and scientific studies that were not funded by the pharmaceutical industry themselves, right? right. Um, and there's 16 studies that I actually, in my Ivy League training, had never been exposed to. And I am, you know, for whatever reason, uh, a, a science nut. I've always been attracted to the methodology. I know how to read papers. I know how to kind of scrutinize and look at evidence, you know, with a critical eye. Right. And I was pretty shocked that I had never been exposed to these studies that essentially he makes a very, I think, unimpeachable argument that what we are calling chronic mental illness is actually driven by the treatment that we are applying to that chronic mental illness, right? That's a bold statement, right? So, yes. so it's implying causality is not actually your broken, damaged brain right. that you got for good. Good luck <laughs> with that. It's not that, that it's actually in the application of pharmaceuticals that we are generating an entire 
you know, population that is disabled, right? And, and the premise being that uh, mental illness is, and so-called mental illness is the, you know, number one cause of disability uh, worldwide, mm-hmm. uh, according to the WHO anyway. Mm-hmm. And when I read this book, I finished the last page. I remember I was on the subway in, in New York, in Manhattan, and I was crying. <laughs> it's not like a, you know, a sob story kind of novel. And yeah. I just felt that feeling, which I know you know, yes. of, it's like the stillness of dissolution. It's like the stillness of surrender. Mm. When you recognize what you thought was going on is not going on and you have no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. <laughs> like on a meta level. Yes. And, and all you can do is just be there, you know, be there in that moment and everything kind of feels like it slows down. And it's like, there, there's like more space in all of the, the, the pixel, the pixels, you know, and, and right, the image right. kind of changes uh, in a way that you don't recognize. And, mm-hmm. and I never prescribed again, uh, haven't to this day. Um, awesome. That's and great. I dedicated myself to taking, I had a um, women's health practice. So to taking women off of these medications. So that became my, my number one goal in life. And with that pivot, I also recognized that I had no idea how to do that. Mm. Right. So I could, I could inform them about the challenges of staying on these meds long-term or even short, short-term, but I really didn't know how to help them off. And that's when I really started to learn about the true gravity of adverse effects that accompany these medications, because yes. I started to see, uh, you know, if, if, if you think you're disabled by your unmedicated depression, you have not seen what it is to come off of 30 years of Zoloft. Right. The, 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 the medical disability that I started to encounter in my psychiatric practice was astonishing. And that's when I began to, you know, through my own experience healing and through uh, my research and really listening to patients and reading, you know, all the chat boards of, of how people were really succeeding in coming off these meds. It's when I uh, learned about kind of an order of operations mm-hmm. that has been really helpful uh, for, for many people. And it, it starts with recentering the locus of control and power within your body, um, which is really, it sounds complicated, but it's really actually quite simple. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a high level of commitment to self-care. Yes. For a short period of time um, that for whatever reason has the ritualized effect of inducing in people this awakening to their own command, power, and meaning, meaningful relationship to their own body. Yes. Uh, And once you got that, you know, and you're not in this swirl of brain fog and insomnia and, you know, bloating and whatever these chronic symptoms we you know, tend to live with, I'm just going to plug in my computer. Um, then you have more psychic energy and more space psychologically and emotionally to begin to really look under the rocks yeah. that you've been avoiding, right? So what, where are the hot spots in your life? Like what is, what is the fulfillment, you know, that you're experiencing and, and what are the, the ways in which you've smalled yourself just to conform to this story of who you thought you were? Yes. Um, and then, of course, there are, you know, sort of the spiritual dimensions that unfold as you connect to, you know, a source of vitality, a source mm-hmm. of wisdom, a source of knowing yeah. uh, that is universal. 
you know, as you're describing. And my, you know, my personal journey, I've never been on psych meds. Okay. Um, somehow I know exactly what my patients experience when they've gone through, you know, their dark nights. And for me, that journey has really been catalyzed um, by my partnership. You know, I, I was happily married uh, when I fell in love okay. uh, with my current husband. And it happens. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. I hope not as, you know, as often as uh, I wouldn't prescribe this as right, right. You know, a, a spiritual path because right. um, it was, you know, many years actually of mm-hmm of dismantling the life um, that I imagined I was meant to live right. as a mother, as a daughter, uh, and as a wife. Yes. And also the identity associated with that. I was a you know, born and bred New Yorker, and uh, there's an energy uh, that I would describe as, as masculine, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, is, that saturates uh, that space. And I, my, like I said, my defensive constellation um, of intellectualism and dissociation from my feelings and focus on, um, being right, you know, like all the time about everything in life in a very subtle manipulative way. Um, all that, I call call that, I have to be right. Itis, which a lot of, yes. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I had a bad, and I still struggle with it, but I had a very bad case. And, you know, this, the process of coming into a more balanced, um, experience of myself invoked, you know, what is often referred to as, as deep shadow work. Mm-hmm. So I had to start to look in all the closets under all the rugs yeah. and to begin to find those scared, lazy, lying, cheating, you know, mm-hmm. mean, um, parts shamed parts of myself, right. uh, mm-hmm. which were very, very, very well hidden. You know, a lot of my patients have the antithetical experience where they're they wear all that stuff right on their on, on their on shirt. The outside yeah. on the outside and it's right. their idealized self that's right. buried you know and uh because i had the experience of society rewarding me for my idealized self my my sort of like you know false brightness you might right. say yeah. i had to go it. digging yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so that continues that continues mm-hmm. and it's really been a process of Revisiting with the resonance of um, trauma that I experienced in my childhood, mm-hmm. uh, we all have our own yes. field. I would describe it as like a, a, an energetic field yes. that we um, are familiar with, right? So when you have these patterns of victimization where you feel like, why does this always happen to me? <laughs> you know, why, why do I always attract this? Well, these, always these, me, yeah. Always me and the yeah. same kind of dramas, right? Yes, it's the and same thing playing over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. And, yes. you know, I've, I've had that in my relationship and I've had to, I had to, I've chosen to come to understand that resolving, I call victimhood the only human pathology, right? So mm-hmm. to resolve victim consciousness yeah. is to become hyper aware, right? Invoke that that watching eye so that I can never lie to myself about my world creating power. Yes. I can never lie to myself. And I can I can always own that I want things to be the way they are. That's why they are that way. 
Yes. Why would I ever want to be in abusive dynamics or in toxic, you know, relationships or, you know, in, in uh, persecuted on the world stage or what, why would I ever want that? Right. Well, because I have an opportunity to individuate, you know, from the projected parent who I want love from. And I have an opportunity to really recognize that love is already here. I don't need it. I don't need it. I can want it, you know, but I already have it. And wherever I noted that I had a a terrifying and persistent white noise of fear around loss, Mm -hmm. right? With my pets, with Mm -hmm. my children, with, Mm -hmm. you know, my career at one point, with my marriage at one point, um, with my, you know, would say you're dying or something, you know, wherever that vibration of like, I can't do it without you. I've had it for my CTO at my company, Scott. Like I was like, if he ever leaves me, what am I going to do? You know, that, that's not love. That's control. And, you know, growing up, most of us only ever knew control-based love. We never knew love that is a superfluity, you know, exactly. That, that just flows from what already is there, Yes. you know, there within us, between us. And so that's um, something I'm, I'm always working on. And I'll, I'll say that I've come to recognize that anxiety, you know, like what I've, what I've called this kind of neurotic, like, it's like a like feeling, right. And I've lived with my whole life. Mm -hmm. The times where that's dissipated and where I've felt this like existential okayness. Yes have been a direct result of contact with the fact that I don't need to go out and get love from the world. And it sounds so trite. I so want to develop new language because I still have that skeptic. That's like, oh my God, I roll, you know, about all this, like, oh, love yourself. Of course that's freedom, you know, but it's, it's uh, fortunately, unfortunately the truth, right? Right. Well, it, it is one of the things I try to share on my show is I'm not a medical doctor like you. Um, I don't have any advanced degrees, but I try to keep it simple because it was quantum physics that had me understand the truth of oneness, which really made, knowing that made sense, everything made sense to me. And I do keep it simple. I describe um, quantum physics in layman's term. I'm not a scientist, but when you know who you are, Like you said, it all comes from within. When you know you are the creator of your life, it's no ifs, ands, or buts. You are creating your life. And when you know that and you own your life, you don't blame mommy or daddy or husband or children, or you don't blame your boss. You don't blame for anything that's happening in your life. You take full ownership of it. And when you take, that's that's to me is freedom. That is true freedom, owning your life experience and any and everything that happens saying, I created this. And if I created it, I know I created it for a reason, for my highest good and the highest good of all, because we're all connected. So I, that's how I explain it. And people could think, oh, it's woo-woo or whatever, but I know it to be true. So I don't care what people think. You know? No, in fact, what people often think is that you're, you're shaming the victim. You know, uh, that's what I, that's what I've gotten over the years anyway. Yeah. Maybe you just think of when I say, maybe yes. I'll say it nicely like you do. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, you know, because, because it feels like, how could you say that? People yes. are actually, you know, 
arbitrarily subjected to circumstances that are horrible and we need to help them and feel bad for them. And, you know, if you know anything about the victim, persecutor, savior triangle, yes. you know that when you're in the field of belief yes. of, of and in victimhood, yes, you're going to triangulate yourself. And that's why we have so much virtue signaling in the world. That's why we have this energy of I'm going to save that poor person over there right. save yourself yes Work on yourself and we will all be good right, right. that's all that needs to happen exactly like the, yeah the, the aggressor right so who is the persecutor so for me it's it's often been like the government right or yes. Yes. whatever this this parentified authority in the hierarchy of power that i choose to participate in that's right. the missing secret right is yes. i'm choosing to participate you know, through my actions, through my decisions, through buying from Amazon, through, yes. well, now I don't have a smartphone anymore because of this, but you know, when yeah. I had a smartphone, I am electing to participate. And then I am, why? Because I want to feel that feeling that I did as a child of, why are you treating me this way? Please don't treat me this way. Right. right. That's the right. resonance. It's like, yeah. please, please don't treat me this yes. way. Instead yes. of recognizing, oh, I, I can walk out. I can treat myself any way I want. want and yes, I've used this analogy of like, you know, if I'm like a 45 year old woman and I'm living mm -hmm. in this basement, right. Of my, my parents' home right. and they've locked me in there since I was a kid, mm -hmm. they barely feed me, they beat me, you know, there's no light and I'm existing alone down there in confusion and terror. Right. right. When I was four and five and six, right. That's a very different thing. Then right. when I'm 45, tall enough to reach the window and crawl on out. But right. if I tell myself, well, I don't have clothes. I don't have a job. I don't know anyone out there. How am I going to survive? Right. That energy of dependency and Stockholm syndrome, right. you know, attachment to the abuser. Exactly. Is all that's keeping us hostage. Exactly. Right. And, and until and if we acknowledge that level of um, elective enslavement, then yes. we are constantly wrestling with these seemingly insurmountable um, variables, right. right? Because it's it's an illusion. Mm -hmm. And that's where gaslighting comes in, right? Because you, yes. you get into that field of, of reckoning with the variables of someone else's truth field. Yes. And there's no winning. There's no winning because they're not compatible, right? right? So are we going to sit here and fight all day long right. about, you know, masks and vaccines that's what they want us to do right right oh, definitely because it's all about energy when you own your own power you know that i can't open that window and crawl out and what what's out there it's the energy you bring it's going to create your next experience if you know so it's all about the energy and knowing and to me it's a knowing it's not a belief I know that I am creating everything that happens, even um, my son's transition, which I know every soul comes into this life experience and every soul leaves in perfect divine timing and they're never gone. I mean, my, my audience know I have my son's voice from spirit on tape. I have images wow. of him from spirit. He's, he loves the show. He's the co, he's right here now. He's the co-host. His name is Kyle and he's just, I know he's not gone. It's a knowing. It's not a belief. It's a knowing. So in that knowing, I can continue. I'm here for a reason. I'm going to live that purpose with him right by my side. You know, so it's, it's, 
you live your life from a place of joy and not always me, oh me, little me, when you own who you are as a sovereign divine being of light. I, I actually had t-shirts made up uh, that say that with the um, flower of life in the center. I am a sovereign divine being of light always. So nothing, no one, there's no government, nothing outside of me can dictate how I live my life and what happens to me, especially when we talk about medical freedom, which we should probably should get into because that's what it's all about nowadays. Why I'm doing what I'm doing with this tour is all about medical freedom. Because we, if we don't have medical freedom, we have no freedom. If we don't have freedom over our body. Did I, are you frozen? Are you still there? Okay, you were frozen for a second, but you came back. Okay. All right. So yeah, let's talk about um, medical freedom a little bit. Yeah. So it's funny, right? Because uh, when you translate your childhood experience uh, and the programming and conditioning, you know, that we all experience, regardless of how happy your household was, um, there is some way that you imagine you can secure a feeling of safety, mm-hmm. right? And for some people, it might be to feel another's acceptance, right? Yeah. So they become very appeasement oriented. Um, I think we all have that to some extent, yeah. but right. as a survival mechanism. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's all about freedom, right? So freedom ha- freedom is, it, it is the North Star for me. Yes. It's the only thing that seems to matter. Mm-hmm. And when that is not connected to the energy of love, um, to the energy of, you know, divinity and, and, and design, yes, it can be a very, very destructive force, right? Because we don't all define freedom the same way. Exactly. Behaviorally, right. And, and we're seeing that play out right now because mm-hmm. for me, um, bodily freedom Yes. Involves the application of my belief mm-hmm. around what health is exactly. to my life with in, in a way unfettered by anyone else's mm-hmm. uh, beliefs, right? So that there is only voluntary participation yes. in what is being, uh, you know, what's on offer as the dominant um, medical yes. belief system. Yes. Because mine is my own, right? And I happen to have the belief that health is not simply, as I'm sure you would agree, the absence of death, right? (laughs) That's not what health is. That health is actually an experience of self-discovery and that the symptoms that we might encounter are inherently designed to communicate my soul through my body, you know, for the witness of my mind to Mm -hmm. experience. Exactly. And so none of, of conventional medicine's offerings. Not at all. <laughs> apart from maybe, you know, a select um, emergency. Right. Uh, well, yeah. They, they don't can, carry yeah. any meaning for me. It's not like I'm anti-vaccine. It just has no relevance to my worldview. It's not yeah. even something to talk about. Right. Exactly. So that's kind of um, an important variable in what's happening now 
is, and I, and I love the word, you know, the word knowing, because mm-hmm. I do think that that is, a, it's the, the tether between, you know, the mind and, and the soul. Yes. Um, however, we're in this, this kind of state of, of trance mm-hmm. where we can't recognize necessarily that our beliefs around what the human body is, mm-hmm. what symptoms are, what illness is, and what death is, as right. you're saying, right. where we can't recognize that those are very, very um, different fields of belief mm-hmm. that in some cases could only be described as religion. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we have been duped, you know, most of us yes. to believe that there's such a thing as secularism, mm-hmm. that there's such a thing as, as science mm-hmm. that isn't scientism, right? right? Which is the belief in science as a religion. Right. right? And you recognize the, the cult-like thinking because there's intolerance of heretics. There right. is total control over the narrative. Right. Um, there is, you know, bias and influence that necessarily skews towards already pre, uh, you know, described and intended right. outcomes, you know, for example, exactly. and the list goes on and on. So if we can't see that, that there is a field of religion yes. that is now dominating the world mm-hmm. right so you know you even not to get into two controversial topics as i yes. want to but you know you even look at someone like the dalai lama right yes. who, mm-hmm. who has been seen you know or photographs delivering polio vaccine to children and who himself as a you know obviously um practicing theologian right. uh decided that he would start eating lamb okay. uh, uh because his doctor said so okay. so his doctors you know, He's science, yes, science yes. is the dominant religion over his religion. religion right? and, exactly. and we see, this, we see yes. this over and over again with, you know, how the Catholic church feels it's okay to have aborted fetal cells in a vaccine because, well, it's science, right? So, uh, and, and yes. that might seem like, oh, but science is the objective realm of knowledge. Mm-hmm. It, but it's, it's becoming not, a religion. Exactly. It's its own religion and it it's is the religion. dominant the yes. dominant religion, religion. and yes. you could even argue that all of these figures playing religion on the public stage know that and right. they actually participate in the dominant religion of science which of course could be itself a mask for another religion exactly. entirely so you know that's going deeper down the rabbit hole yes. Yes. Um, and so if that's what we're dealing with mm-hmm. then how could we ever imagine that it would be okay to impose this Right. religious field and associated beliefs pra- and practices and rituals yes, on yes. those who are not elected members of that church. Exactly. That's what's happening in the world today, uh, you know, in my belief. And the yes. reason that we can't see that, why, how could we not see that? The reason that we don't see that, I think, is because of our traumas, right? That our traumas end up blinding us um, because we are identifying with these authorities as parent figures yes. and we either want to please them mm-hmm. and comply yes. or we want to defy them and fight mm-hmm. them and we spend all of our time you know fighting as activists right? right i've been that kind of activist for a lot of years and it's the same energy of compliance it's just the other side of the coin okay. so this idea of walking away in sovereignty right. is feeling i know who I am. I know what I believe exactly as you said, and it's okay. 
Mm-hmm. Not one person in the world agrees with me. It's okay if, if you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm standing here doing my own thing. Yeah. It's, I don't need it to be different. Right. Because right. this is how it is. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you spiritually bypass and you, right. you just say, oh, well, everyone's on their journey and I'm not going to tell my aunt about what I know about, right. you know, the, the experimental COVID injection because uh, she's on her journey and I don't want to have that tension. No, you stand in your truth. truth. It's just the way you stand in your truth yes. is unattached to anyone changing because of your expression of it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with you a thousand percent. I, I call that unity within diversity. I mean, I, I live my truth. I did. I, speak, talk, walk, live my truth, but no one else has to agree or, uh, um, they just, they're, they're living their truth long and, and allowing them to live their truth. And they allow me to live my truth. It's the best way to show someone you love them. You can have a conversation with someone and totally don't agree on anything, but still I've had hundreds of those conversations in love for hours with no arguing. I don't argue. I don't debate. I don't fight. I'll just, I share in love and truth. I let them share in love and truth. I'm like, okay, hmm, well, no, that doesn't resonate with me, but go ahead. You know, we just share in love and truth, you know? So it's, it's allowing the other to be them true self, their true self, and they allow you to be your true self. That's how we will come to world peace is unity within diversity because we're not clones of one another. We are supposed to be uniquely diverse and we can love each other and respect each other in that diversity. So, yes. It's the hardest work. And that's why I found, you know, when it comes to physical symptoms, let's say, but also when it comes to relationships or when it comes to metaphysical um, orientation towards the world, that yeah. curiosity is the single most powerful antidote mm-hmm. to, to those little energies of victimhood that can sneak in all the time, even when you're doing the work, right? Yes. So whenever you feel like it should be different or someone should be different, right? right? Or whenever you feel like, I, I sometimes feel disgust mm-hmm. when I walk around you know, the world these days, like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. is wrong with you people? Like, <laughs> I know. You know, Especially when you see it done to children, like, yeah. to oh, I had, I got to share this with you <laughs> the other day. Now I'm, I live in the East coast, um, Pennsylvania, and I'm telling you though, all of the Northeast, everybody's wearing a mask. I don't, I, I yeah. wear a badge of freedom that says for health reasons, I cannot wear a mask. And my health reason is I want to stay healthy. So if someone asks me, that's what I will tell them. But you know, when you walk in the store, they can't ask you what your health reason is. But it's completely true. For my health, I can't put that on. Yes. But um, so in but now I'm traveling the country and to see so many people not wearing, at least 50% of the people I see in traveling are not wearing a mask. But oh. I was when I was getting ready to leave Pennsylvania last week, I was in the store shopping in the, in the dollar store picking up a few things. A three-year-old ratted me out to her mother uh, mommy she's not wearing a mask oh, wow. and, and her mother said no she's fine she's fine and then wow. it was almost like the mom was afraid I was gonna I wasn't gonna say anything but the mom you know she's like and then t- two times the little girl three years old mom but she's not wearing a mask no she's fine she's fine it's like like oh my god but yeah a three-year-old ratting me out to her mother that I'm not wearing a mask yeah but yeah when you see that with these the little ones and now so for 
So for the last year of this three-year-old, so since she was two, she's been in a mask. You know, it's no, I mean, you got me, you got me where it hurts because yeah, that yeah. that is the layer. Um, yeah. you know, and of course, why why have I dedicated my life to you right. know helping inform women who have babies um right. to save those babies because I'm trying to yes. save myself, my child right. self, right? Like right. it's it's right. so triggering for me that when it comes, I mean, my children have never worn a mask. I've never worn a mask. Right. And the reason when I discuss with them mm-hmm. what this is about yeah. is because I believe as a woman that it's important yeah. to break the chains and end the cycles yeah. of doing anything to your body yes. that makes you uncomfortable in service of anyone else's comfort ever. Ever, exactly. Ever, ever. literally ever. Like it has a nice gesture ever. So when you can hold that boundary, then Mm -hmm. you're always self-referentially deciding what is right for you. Exactly. And then we live in a harmonious world, right? Mm -hmm. And so when when you micro consent, I call them like little ways that we consent to our own abuse, which is the field of, you know, rape itself. When right. you micro consent through that little smile and okay, her, yeah, it's fine, I guess for now, it's just a second. Yeah. That yeah. energy field is yeah. exactly what then we go on to live feeling persecuted, oppressed, and victimized by exactly. as women. Exactly. Right. So how do we end that cycle? I'm not saying this is the only way, of course. I'm not prescribing right. this. Hello, everyone hear that? I'm not prescribing this. <laughs> I'm just saying that for me and my lineage. Yes. This is the way I felt it needed to go down. Yes. And and otherwise you're teaching children so many things about right. human bodies and you know fears of of nature and fears of contact and, and you know it's all that way for a reason in right. this, this you know occultist ritual right. but you're also you know fundamentally teaching them this is not comfortable for them. Yeah. Do it anyway. Do right. it anyway because right. you know little Sally might be scared of your your germs. Right. And that that's like psychological um, terrorism. It really yes. is psychological terrorism. It is. It is. We have to we have to remember, right, Caroline? Like they chose this. They chose yes. this as a soul, and for some yes. reason, yes. you know, they yes. they chose those parents and they chose these yes. circumstances. Exactly. I guess it's hard to make contact with that, but I yeah. do on a deep level believe it. Right. I do from because I look at everything from the soul perspective and I know every soul is exactly where they're supposed to be. So I have no judgment. I have nothing but love and respect for every single soul on the planet because I know each one of us is here for a divine purpose and a divine reason. And wherever that soul is at, it's they're perfectly where they're supposed to be so there's never a judgment there's never I just I I it tickled me that she was trying to wrap me out I'm like are you <laughs> and the mother and the mother was like nervous oh she's fine she's fine I'm like I wasn't like I don't know if she thought I was gonna say something I was I just I just smiled and I said oh how old is she and she I could guess her age before her mother even told me she was three but I was wow. like yes was wow like, you know, and I'm sure you can think too. I mean, I can think of at least five mm-hmm. points in my life of of radical awakening to yes. something totally different than what I what I believed before. Sometimes even the polar opposite. Right. And you know, or or, or readiness to to deal with you know my childhood and and I I simply wasn't ready even the second the microsecond before I was ready. Right. And if anyone 
had come to me, the way my personality is constructed, <laughs> if anyone had come to me and tried to tell me this yeah. is how it is, this is what's right, I would have dug, dug deeper into <laughs> my sleep. Exactly. Right? So how exactly. can we not right. have compassion? How can we not understand that this cannot be yes. debated? Like you said, it cannot right. be argued. And that's why, you know, in the books I've written and whatever I've done, and I'm sure you yes. would agree, I've yeah. never changed anyone's mind. Right. Like I, I aspire to just be kind of like a validator in the corner, you know, turn right. on those who already, right. who already are awakening, who already exactly. are coming to this yes. to really help them. Like if I've said anything to anyone that's ever helped, it's you're not crazy. <laughs> that's it. And I, I call myself just planting seeds. Wherever, yes. you know, they grow where they grow and some, you know, and, but even those that are not ready for it, sometimes if you're just planting the seeds, you're not, arg I find not arguing with people, I plant more seeds that way because they're not pushing, I'm not pushing against what they're saying. They're not pushing against me. And, you know, sometimes they're pushing against me, but I'm not pushing back, you know, yes. it's yes. all yes. about the energy, you know? And totally. so they, I'm like, hmm, they'll start to, hmm, well, maybe let me consider what she just said. You know, right. if I was fighting them and pushing against them, they wouldn't even open their mind to consider what I'm talking about. Because so, your yeah. energy is compelling. Yeah. You know, you, you, you have, even through the screen, you know, an energy of, of kindness and gentleness and love, you know? And so that's attractive, yeah. right? So it's, you know, that's also why it's, it's the best health advertisement yes. to, to, to radiate, right? To yes. radiate vitality, because then, you don't got to be like, oh, gluten is bad. And did you know that this and your, your laundry detergent killing you? And yes. you just, you know, invite people. It's that, that feminine energy. You invite people, you know, to wonder what's she up to, you know, like, yeah, okay, yeah. there might be a little more to it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Exactly right. Yes. So you, are, and I know that you are also a part of what they call the disinformation doesn't, which I'm starting to meet um, Kevin. I've, I talked to Kevin Jenkins. He's a part of the tour. Yes. Um, I'll just say to people that may not know, I am now the, what am I? I am the production manager for uh, the Arise USA tour. And I am just, I'm loving what I'm doing now. I feel like I was born to do it. So it's just, so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, I've heard so much about it also from, you know, my friend, Christian uh, Northrup. And oh, this, yes. Yes. This, this, yeah. That's sovereignty, right? Like yes. when we're, you know, we, we Sayer and I um, initiated a, a rally last year. God, it feels like last lifetime yeah. uh, called Thank You Body Rally, you know, just okay. to grow this field of yeah. celebration yes. for, for the beauty of, yeah. of, of being a human yes right? we don't we don't have to be in opposition in that adolescent sort of like know this know that right we, we have our own field yes. to tap into and it's it's grand right like it's, yes. it's full of energy and and we yes. can just be in that that's yes. all we have to do and exactly I love, exactly I love that, just know, being just in that. your truth and following your heart and soul with integrity and honesty to who you are that's how I've been living my life since I, you know, started the show seven, eight, no, six years ago. I don't get yeah. lost in the time, but yeah. And now it's even more because originally I started with trying to inspire people. Inspire, I say, because it's an in, awakening is an inner job. 
And I inspire people to awaken to who they truly are. But since March of 2020, I've been inspiring them to awaken to see what is actually going on in the world today to all of us. I'm just learning this past year that my daughter, who is now 40, she was diagnosed with MS at 23 in 2003. And I know now, after all the research I've done this past year on vaccines, um, that it was caused by vaccine, her MS was caused by vaccine. And so it's, you know, it's just this past year, it's now my, my awakening um, efforts of inspiring people to awaken has gone up a notch because it's not just awakening to who you are, which is perfect, which is great, but awaken to what is happening around yeah. you. Yes. yes. And take it, take it all in. Yeah. Right? And, yes. and it can be, you know, initially it can be heinous. Like when yeah. you really see it, because yes. of the projected idealization and the fantasy trance we've been in, yes, it can be very, very, very um, deeply yes. stabilizing. Yes. And then you can graduate to this yes. place where, where, you know, what we're discussing, which is like, right. but it's got to be this way. Yes. I came for this, right? Exactly. Yes, everything is exact. It may seem the world seems very chaotic, but yeah. everything is in perfect divine order. There is there is order in the chaos and everything is happening in perfect divine timing. So I actually have been celebrating since March, 2020, because spirit at my higher self told me humanity's awakening has begun. And I'm like, oh, great. Awesome. What I came here for. And I'm just, I know more and more people are waking up every day and it's all, all is good. All is well. Totally. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. I know you're you're very very busy. Maybe one of these days I can get you and Sergi on yeah. together. We've been doing that. We didn't do it for years and years because you know yes. we're in our kind of separate silos. And, yes, yes. And now yes. you know now it's fun. It's a, yes. it's a different flavor, and he 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 brings a lot of heart too. So yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate you so much. I'm gotta get ready now to get back on the bus. <laughs> Love it. Safe travels and keep keep doing uh, yes. the incredible work you're doing. It's beautiful. Yes. Thank you. And you too. You and Sarah G. Keep it, keep it all up. Oh, before I let you go, please let the listeners know how they can find you. Where they can yeah, find so you. Yeah, so Sarah and I have uh, really been uninvited to the party of mainstream <laughs> social media. Yes. And uh, so we are just on Telegram. We both okay. have Telegram channels okay. um, that you can find through our names and then okay. uh, websites. So kellybroganmd.com and greenmaninfo.com and Sayer also runs Stand for Health Freedom, okay. uh, which is a one-click legislative uh, advocacy um, nonprofit, which is incredible. Uh, yes. on, the, on that ground level, you know, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I have joined and I have signed um, the petition and all of that. It's easy, when, right? Yes. Like literally like, yes, click and yes. sign. And yes, put your, let your voice be heard. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. great. Love Thank you so you. much. Say hi to Sarah Jihan. I know he doesn't know me, but tell him. I will. I will. <laughs> tell him hi for me. Thank you so much. Thank you. All righty. Bye for now. Okay. Um, I think, did it stop? Oh, it's still recording. That's okay. I can edit that. <laughs> oh, oh.